0: Welcome back to the podcast for episode number 40. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host Robert Massey and I am just stoked that you're here. This week's episode is coming from a question I got from someone I was teaching this week. It's about creating the sharpest photos from any lens. My student wondered why sometimes, when their focus is good, it still seems like some of their pictures are slightly sharper than others. Well, that can come down to finding your lens's sweet spot. And what that is, why it matters, and how to find it are what we will be talking about this week. But first, this podcast is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography, my content creation firm in Calgary, Alberta. We focus on crafting engaging portraits of people out being adventurous and doing what they love. You can follow along on our journey on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography, and this is also where you can chat with me about all things photography related. Now, on with the rest of our show. Today, we're talking about something that some photographers, regardless of their level, don't really seem to know. And that's that lenses are not uniformly sharp at every aperture. And in the case of zoom lenses, not equally sharp across their zoom range. Some lenses just perform better at certain apertures and at specific points in their zoom range than others do. And to find where a lens performs at its sharpest, you need to find its sweet spot. Now, the sweet spot on a lens is where the lens will be at its sharpest, meaning it will offer the most detail for what is in focus. So essentially, the in-focus part of your image will be at its sharpest when you find the sweet spot on your lens. I know I'm repeating that, but I want you to really understand it. Now, don't confuse sharpest with depth of field. They don't mean the same thing. Depth of field means what appears to be in focus in the image. A large depth of field will mean more of the image will appear to be in focus, whereas a lens's sweet spot may not offer the greatest depth of field, but it provides the sharpest image for what is in focus in your photo. We've talked about greater depths of field using your aperture and some of the problems that can occur with that before on this podcast, so check out our episodes on the exposure triangle, which is episode 12, and landscape photography, which is episode 22, to refresh your memory on this subject, and I'll leave links to both of those episodes in the show notes for you. For today, we're going to focus on getting the absolute sharpest image that we can from a lens. Now, of course, some lenses are inherently sharper than others. It is the way that they are built, and typically high-end lenses will be sharper than lower-quality ones. It's just one of those things that you tend to pay for. But that's not always the case. There are some superb budget lenses out there that are beautifully sharp. Canon's 50mm one8 is fantastic, so Nikon's 50mm one8 it does amazingly as well. The Rokinon 14mm, those are amazing lenses. There are some great budget lenses out there that can rival sharpness alongside those super expensive ones so no matter what lens you are using this is worth trying so just get out there and you may be pleasantly surprised with the results and the sharpness you can get by finding your lens's sweet spot and truthfully this might make a bit more of a difference on lower quality lenses because there's a bit more leniency and a bit more movement that happens in there they're not built as tight as high quality lenses are so you might actually find quite a bit of variance so finding your sweet spot if you're using cheaper lenses would make a huge difference in your photos. Now, to find your sweet spot, there's a general rule you can start with, and it's actually pretty simple. Find the maximum aperture of your lens where it is at its widest. This will typically be written right onto the lens itself, or just put the lens on your camera and open the aperture as wide as it goes. Now, simply increase your aperture by two or three stops of light. So, if your maximum aperture was F4, you would want to shoot at between F8 and F11. Or if your aperture is f2.8, you would want to shoot between f5.6 and f8. So just increase your stops of light by two to three. And that's just a general rule across all lenses. Now, here's where it may get a bit tricky. Cameras allow you to increase your f-stops in increments. So every increase on your camera doesn't represent a full stop of light. It'd be effortless if all you had to do was turn the aperture wheel two or three times and there you go. Right? Like that'd be nice and simple. But that's not how cameras work. Most will move aperture values by about a third a stop of light every time you change it. So you will need to move the aperture wheel six, eight times to get to where you need to be. Now, getting to know the full f stop values, this will become much, much easier. Because then you won't have to count up and go like, oh, it's this to this to this to this and guess at what you're doing. If you know those full f stop values, you can figure it out pretty quickly. So, to help you with that, we're going to have a chart on f stop values on the show notes at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Now, what about zoom lenses? Because some zoom lenses don't have one widest aperture, it's variable across its zoom range. Well, the same math applies to each time the maximum aperture changes. So, if at your widest end of your zoom lens, the aperture value is f3.5, then your sharpest image should be between f7.1 and f10. Then, as you zoom, your aperture changes to, say, f5.6 at the far end. Now, your sharpest point becomes between f11 to f16, although diffraction will limit sharpness at f16, so just try to keep it around f11. You're more likely to get a sharp image there. So your sharpest point and your sharpest aperture point will actually change as your f-stop value changes on a zoom lens. Hopefully all that makes sense. Basically, you are looking to increase your aperture by two to three stops of light from its maximum to get the sharpest image in general. Now, there's one last thing to take into consideration here. On a prime lens, you only have one focal length to worry about, but on zoom lenses, the sweet spot may be in just one part of the zoom range, or it may change depending on the focal length you are using. And this will vary greatly depending on the lens you are using. So there is no real trick to creating this quickly. The Best way to do this is to test out your lens at various focal lengths to see which part of the zoom range offers the sharpest image. There's no other way to get around it. You just need to test your lens. One of the ways to do this is to set up a test area for your camera and the lenses. So grab an object that has tiny writing on it. I've used a vintage camera and lens for this before and set it up somewhere where you can use the full zoom range of your lens without going out of focus. Now put your camera and lens combination on a Dirty tripod and set the first focal length you want to test. For a lens like the seventy to two hundred, I try to test it in quarters approximately. So I would test it at seventy millimeters, one hundred and five millimeters, one hundred and thirty-five millimeters, one hundred and sixty-five, and two hundred millimeters. And this will let me know if I'm in and around those values. What aperture is at its sharpest in those focal ranges? Which is super helpful for taking certain types of photos. Now once you've got your focal range set, set your camera to a low ESO and your aperture at its minimum, the largest number, and then work backwards through aperture values until you get to your maximum. Make sure you take a photo at each aperture value along the way. So say your maximum aperture is f22, set your camera to 70 millimeters. set it to a really low ESO, and set your aperture to f22. Now adjust the shutter speed to whatever it needs to be so that it is exposed properly. And then take a photo at f22. Once you've done that, scale it back however far it goes, say it's down to f20. Take another photo and just keep going back all the way down to, say it's f2.8 is your widest aperture that you have. It's a lot of photos to take, but you need to have each one so you can see exactly where your f-stop is going to be at its best. Now a few things to watch as you do this, use a remote trigger to make sure you don't bump the camera. If you can, change the aperture and shutter speed values without touching the camera. Something like the Alpine Labs Pulse will let you do this, but there are plenty of others out there. Don't change focal lengths at all between photos. Leave it at one focal length for this entire test range. Once you've completed the test throughout the entire aperture range, move on to your next focal length and just repeat the process until you have all the focal lengths that you want to test. Now, try to take these images in a well-lit area outside in good light or using studio lights indoors. Poorly lit images will affect the sharpness and the way that represents, so light it to the best of your abilities. Now, once you have completed this process for each of the lenses that you're testing, upload them to your editing program. I use Lightroom for this. Now, pull the images up For each focal length, zoom in and compare the photos from each aperture rating. In Lightroom, I used a 3 to 1 scale to be able to get right up into the picture. Eventually, you will find the ones that are the sharpest, and you will also get to see where your lens turns out its worst images in terms of sharpness. Once you know this, jot down the results in a note on your phone, computer, or somewhere you will be able to reference them. That way, if you do forget what your sharpest aperture is, you don't need to do this test again. And that's it. It's not a super time-consuming test but it will probably consume half an hour to an hour of your time. so well worth it though if you're concerned about getting the sharpest images that you can. Now, to get an idea of where your lens will be at sharpest, you can read charts and lens reviews from companies like DxOMark, but this will only give you a general idea of where a lens is sharp. Since every lens is slightly different, it is best to do a test on your own lenses to know precisely which value works the best. Tests done by other people or things like that are just not going to know exactly what is up with your lens specifically because there are variations. So definitely take the time to do this test for you. And that's it. That's how you find your lens a sweet spot. To start and without testing, try increasing your F stop from its max by two or three stops a light. After that, try setting up a test to find out the exact number for yourself. Now, of course, sharpness isn't the be all end all of an image. You may want a super shallow depth of field, and your sweet spot on your lens simply won't afford that. Or you may want a really wide depth of field, and once again, your sweet spot just won't afford that. You're going to need to decide what is essential to the image you are crafting. There are compromises, and that's a lot of what photography is, is you're going to have to make choices and some hard decisions. So... That's it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this helps you find the sweet spot of your lens and create the images you have always dreamed of. We will have an f-stop chart in the show notes on the website to help you find the full f-stop values. Check that out at dot school.com. And if you've got any questions at all, send me a message on Instagram at Robert Photography or Travel Adventure Photo School. I love talking about this stuff. I love answering questions. And like I said, this episode came from somebody I was teaching this week. So, Send them to me. If you have a question, send them to me and you might get it answered here live on the podcast. Now get out there, test your camera, then go and create some fantastic tack sharp images. Let's adventure. Bye for now.